Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining me again today. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but there have been a couple of things going on, and I figured I would rather just wait until I could put my full attention to it. We've got a special episode today. I have a special guest that I'm going to interview. You may notice that the audio changes from time to time, and that's just because of the change in equipment when I have someone else on the call. So enjoy. So welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me again today. We're going to start today with something totally new. I have a special guest with me today who's going to join us for the beginning. Okay, let's have you introduce yourself. I'm Maggie Day. Maggie, how old are you? 11. And where are you from? Davenport, Iowa. How do you know me? Um, my You delivered me as a baby. I did. Yes. Me and Dr. Sarah. So yeah, your mom and I have been friends for a very long time. Can you tell me more about your family? Um, yeah. So there's a freshman in college named Tatiana and um, a high schooler freshman named Jack. And then me, I'm in fifth grade. And then Lila, she's in second grade and will is in preschool and colby is newborn so pretty big family that sounds like fun Mm-hmm. and are there any other things living at your house um yeah we have four cats and one dog four cats what are the cats names um max beatrice leo and clementine which one is yours beatrice Beatrice. Okay. And then you also have another pet too, right? Yeah. Who else? Um, Francis. He's the dog. Uh-huh. So you guys have a full house. Busy family. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to ask you about today is what made you be interested in podcasting? Um, because I wanted to do it with my dad. Well, do you listen to any podcasts right now? No. No? What kinds of things do you think you would want to hear about on a podcast? Um, current events, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's actually one of my top choices for podcasts, too. So I listen to podcasts that are, like, about the news and politics, and then I listen to some that are about coaching, and then some that are just funny. Is there anything that you think you want to podcast about someday? Um, like... Like music, news, political stuff. That's a lot of things. Good for you. And you said you'd want to do it with your dad? Uh Uh-huh. Why did you choose your dad for a podcast partner? Uh, We have fun together. Well, that's a good choice. So if you are thinking about starting a podcast someday, what do you think might be the hardest part? Um, picking out the app. Picking out the app? So, like, figuring out the technology and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, that that part was a little bit hard, but the good news is you can find anything you want to on the internet these days. The internet can tell you how to do anything. What do you think might be the easiest part? Um, just, like, t- 
talking and like being yourself. Yep, I agree with you totally. Because that's the thing is when you're recording your podcast, you're just sitting in a room all by yourself and you can say whatever you want and you can edit it out later if you decide that it wasn't good. And so it is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about coming up with ideas for podcast episodes, can you describe how that would make you feel? Um, we had like meetings and talked about like if anybody had any ideas of like what we could talk about, like from school, we'd learn about the events and um, stuff like that. Do you have any questions for me about having a podcast? Um, how did you decide what guests to put on your show? Well, guess what? You are the first guest. I have never had a guest before. Wow. So I'm going to tell the listeners at the end how I chose that you were going to be the first guest. Um, so I will have to tell you a different time because it's going to be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to ask me about or tell me about or anything that you want to tell the podcast listeners? Um, do you ever have a hard time coming up with things to talk about? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. Lots of times I have a hard time coming up with topics, especially now because the episode that we are doing is episode number 88. So that means I've had 87 topics already. And so sometimes you kind of feel like, am I saying the same thing again? Or is this something that people really want to hear? So yeah, sometimes it's really hard. Um, how do you keep track of show ideas? That is a great question. So before I even started the podcast, I had a spreadsheet and I asked some people on some Facebook groups. Um, these were Facebook groups of like doctor moms and academic doctors. So people who um, are the type of people that I would want to do my coaching with. And so I asked them, what would you like to hear about in a podcast for topics that would help you get through your, your job and your life? So people gave me a whole bunch of ideas and I had a list and I sort of, a lot of them were very similar. So I combined them and I have done a bunch of topics from that list. And then sometimes it's things that come up when I am coaching clients and the same sort of ideas come up over and over. Like when I see that a lot of people are having a problem with the same similar thing, then I think, well, this would be a good topic for a podcast because if, you know, if I'm coaching three people about it, there's probably 300 people out there who really could benefit from this. So it's a little bit of both. Um, yeah, we also have a spreadsheet on a shared Google that we use. Yeah. Is that mm -hmm. you and your dad? Yeah. Cool. So what kinds of things do you have on your list so far? Or if you don't, if you don't have it where you can see it, that's okay. Um. The, the Israel conflict and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Those are some pretty different topics. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Maggie, I want to thank you so much for coming to join me today. I think that people are really going to enjoy hearing from you. And um, I will um, text your mom later and tell you why I chose you for today. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks and bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Okay, for the listeners, this is all tied into today's topic, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. This all comes from something I remember from medical school that has really stuck with me even after all these years. I was on my pediatric rotation and working in a resident-run free clinic, 
One of the patients was brought in by their dad, and he was someone who had clearly been beaten down by the medical system. His kid had some sort of complicated condition. I honestly, I can't remember the details very much. I'm pretty sure that the child required use of a wheelchair, and I think they had some sort of cognitive delay. But I know there were some things that were either hard to diagnose or hard to manage or both. The kind of thing where there are no good answers. They had been to a lot of doctors already and gotten answers they either didn't like or that weren't resulting in much progress. And as further insult, they must have lost their insurance somewhere along the way, which is why they were being seen in the free clinic. In retrospect, now that I think about that part through my attending eyes, they certainly would have qualified for public aid. So they must have been in some sort of in-between time where the loss of insurance had been fairly recent and Medicaid hadn't gone through yet. But anyway, this dad was just really beaten down and came in with the expectation that no one was going to want to help them because they'd been turned away from lots of specialists who either wouldn't or weren't able to see them uninsured. And because their experience in the past was that doctors would suggest one or two treatment plans, they wouldn't work, and then they'd have nothing else to offer. No matter what your specialty is, I'm sure you can think of a few conditions in your area that when you see that on your schedule, you feel a little tired before you even go in the exam room. Or when you see someone on your schedule listed as a second opinion, but a brief look at the chart shows you it's really a fourth opinion or a fifth opinion, and the patient has already been offered all of the available options and rejected them, and they're looking for a magical answer that doesn't exist, makes you kind of tired. So I went in first, I got the history, I came out and presented to the resident. We talked about the plan a little bit and then went back in to see them together. So in the course of the discussion, the dad brought up how, well, defeated he felt by the fact that the medical establishment really had not had anything good to offer so far. And then the resident said, well, there's a lot of us here and we're not tired yet. That one sentence was like flipping a switch in my brain. Up until that point, I had taken on the dad's thinking and feeling. I was agreeing with him in my mind without consciously thinking it through that we probably weren't going to have a lot to offer, at least not a lot to offer that they would find to be satisfactory options. He was feeling defeated, and so was I. And then the resident just turned it all around. The whole energy in the room changed. It wasn't just me. The dad felt it too, you could tell. It's amazing to me that here I am more than 25 years later, and I still remember that one sentence and the impact it had. In one sentence, the resident changed the energy. So if you're going to look at this from a coaching standpoint, of course, it's not quite that straightforward. People offer us thoughts all day long, and those thoughts may or may not change our energy because other people don't control our thoughts or feelings. It all rests on whether you choose to adopt the new thought or belief that someone else is offering you. Oftentimes, we adopt other people's beliefs without even noticing or meaning to. If I had known how my brain worked back then, if I had been paying attention, I definitely would not have voluntarily taken on the dad's belief that we had nothing to offer. If you're training to be a doctor and your primary career goal is to help people understand and manage their health, it would be complete self-sabotage to choose to believe something like that. And of course, if you want to be really particular, I don't even know for a fact that that was what the dad was thinking anyway, but I do think it's a pretty reasonable assumption given what was and wasn't said and the nonverbal cues in the room. So anyway, how do you recognize and act on an opportunity to change your energy for the better like this one? Sometimes it'll happen just naturally, but how do you do it on purpose? 
The way I like to think about this came from the way I teach conflict management in medical education. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to that than what I'm going to be able to present here, but this is one of the highlights. Most of the time, a good deal of the tension in an interpersonal conflict can be diffused by putting yourself in the other person's shoes. It's usually something where if you can try to get some understanding of why the other person thinks this is a problem, or why they think what you're asking them is too hard, or why they're resisting something that seems so clearly to be the right way to you, if you can try to truly see it from their point of view, it de-escalates things a lot. That doesn't mean you agree with them. You just have some empathy for the human struggle that they are currently experiencing. If you want to change your energy for the better, you do the opposite. It starts by acknowledging that something is feeling difficult to you, maybe even impossible or defeating. Then you try to imagine what it would be like for someone who didn't think this thing was hard. That dad and I thought the child's medical situation was hard. The resident might have too, but he also thought the answers were out there. And that was the purpose of my special guest today. I've been podcasting for close to two years now. It's part of a job that I do. I enjoy it, but it's work. Parts of it are mundane. Nothing about it is new or exciting anymore. Again, I do enjoy it. It's a good part of the job, but it just doesn't have that sparkle anymore. To Maggie, however, having a podcast is super fun and exciting and scary, and to her, the possibilities are endless. Of course, it took her a few minutes to warm up, but by the end of the interview, you could hear her excitement and you could hear her enthusiasm about all these great and important things that she wants to talk about someday. It's a totally different energy, isn't it? Okay, so back to our coaching situation. You've recognized you're creating an energy that you don't want. You've seen a different way of thinking about the situation, either one that was spontaneously offered to you by someone else or one that you came up with through your own thinking. Now you need to adopt it. Sometimes it's going to happen effortlessly. There are a lot of us here and we're not tired yet. Boom, into my brain. I did nothing. Not saying this is my attitude 100% of the time, but it's there in the library of great thoughts that I try to access, and I definitely make the effort to pull that one off the shelf and put it to use whenever I can. Sometimes it'll be something that requires some stepping stones. You know what's on the other riverbank, and you know how to get there, but it's going to take a little work. And sometimes you don't even need to fully adopt the idea. You just have to know that it exists and it's valid. Like, podcasting is fun and exciting. I don't need to believe it fully in terms of my own personal experience, but it's something great to remind myself of if I'm feeling maybe a little drudgery, a little bit humdrum about doing a podcast again. I can remind myself that that energy is created by me, and it's 100% optional, since there are clearly other ways to think and feel about it. Just the simple act of giving yourself a reminder like that can make a big change in your energy. And this particular episode was not humdrum at all. It was a lot of fun to do. I hope you can all create some good energy for yourselves this week. Thanks for joining me, and I will see you back next time.
Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.